It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage for Wednesday, February 21st, with your host, me, Ray, and the good-looking guy with the nicely trimmed beard, Zach. How are you today, handsome? Happy hump day to everyone. I'm doing great, Dad. Happy Wednesday. Excited to be here with you. All right, we're going to kick it off here and we're going to go hot and heavy carvana and carmax are getting crushed carvana earnings come out tomorrow super interested to see that but the reason i wanted to talk about carvana and carmax is because last time i checked they are the largest used car dealers two of the largest used car dealers in the united states of america and you know what's going on right now dad we talked about it yesterday on the show with ford prices are being slashed for new cars as inventory builds up and that has one big impact one big big impact impacts used car values those two companies are sitting on hundreds of thousands of vehicles in inventory and at the yes. same exact time that i'm getting emails in my inbox on the google machine and over on gmail that look like this this is talking about a new car dealer but we know it's happening with used car dealers as well hey zach i can tell you that a few dealers in minnesota specifically ram Gives a 90-day floor plan assistance to a partner of mine. One dealer has over 100 cars. They are about to hit 90 days and are trying to find a plan for them, whether it's buying them and sending them to auction. Dealer trades before 90 days hits, and they have to put that money back. I prefer to stay anonymous. Obviously, we respect that. Then you've got new car dealers who have floor plan assistance, and they're sending cars to auction just to get rid of them. What's going on at Carvana and CarMax as they're watching all their Ford Mustang Mach-E's and Teslas and everything in between just depreciate like a boat anchor? They're getting crushed pretty bad right now. Uh, well, according to some folks, yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or a folk. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? I, I, You know, you just the other day, if I may, mm. you ran a couple vehicles that Carvana says has gone up in value. And they're yeah. offering more for those cars today than they were 30 days ago. So, what's happening? Are they getting crushed? I don't know. They're setting up for the spring selling season. Now, if you said to me they're getting crushed on any pre-owned EVs they might have, there I believe I could be in 100% agreement with you. Um, the EV side of the equation, especially for pre-owned, is a mm -hmm. tough place to play at the moment because We've seen what Ford's decided to do, which was to lower MSRPs up to $8,100 on my even more than that, Dad. It was even more than that. I'm going to pull it up on the screen. Give me one second here. It's even more than $8,100. That was what was reported yesterday. But look what car dealership guy had just this morning on his Twitter account. Let me pull it up on the screen so we can all look. He showed 12,000. 12, uh, 12, up yeah. to twelve six, and and so then, if I'm CarMax and I'm sitting on a, a Ford Mustang Mach E, it just lost twelve thousand six hundred dollars in value overnight. Yes. And my point of of showing that talking about that Ram dealer who's literally contemplating titling cars and sending them to auction, <laughs> not because they're going to make money, but just to get rid of them. Why even title them? I, you know, if 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 this if this email that came to you is from somebody in the automobile business. Why would you have to title them? You don't have to title them. You can yeah. take brand new cars to the auction with a manufacturer certificate of MSO, origin yeah. 
and sell it. You don't. Why would you title it? Why? Yeah, would so maybe you that's go- what they do. But but the, but the point being, Dad, the new car dealers at least get some help from the automaker to subsidize these cars sitting around. Carvana and CarMax, the help they get is their interest payment to Ally Financial. Ally Financial is helping them right now because they're not doing curtailment payments. But like Ally could make these car car dealers insolvent if they wanted to, because Ally knows the cars that they're trying to sell aren't worth as much as they actually are are asking for. Some of their inventory isn't worth as much as they had been asking for. Not all of their inventory. And 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 this is just a guess. But if you were to do a search for hmm. Carvana or CarMax. And you take a look at their total used car inventory and then search within that total used car inventory for just EVs. My guess is that the percentage of EVs that they have is minuscule in comparison to the overall number. That doesn't mean that they're not going to take a bath on that minuscule. number of EVs that they have. I mean, when Tesla came out, what was it, over a year ago and lowered the prices dramatically on their EVs, CarMax made it a point to lower the the asking prices on every one of their Teslas and and got rid of them within a two-week period of time because they knew what the future held. Um, My guess is that they're not as not as stacked so deep with used EVs at the moment. Just a guess. Look at, look at that, man. Look at that. You are spot on. CarMax has 746 retail electric vehicles in their inventory right now as compared to 47,000 gas vehicles and even 1,800 hybrid and 591 plug-in hybrid. Holy shnikes, man. So, so, what so they're playing that, defense. That, that they're is, playing defense. Yeah, yeah, because they know. So, you know, if you don't think they told their staff at their stores, if you can't steal a Tesla, you can't buy a Tesla. It's just that simple. So that's why, and and for any pre-owned EV, that's why they have such a minuscule percentage of EVs. Now, that's not to say that some of their other cars, you know, many of their gas cars, their their ice vehicles, they they couldn't own for too too much. They very well might. But, you know, having looked at, at the black book data, the amount of depreciation has slowed to below seasonal trends. Okay. The the mm-hmm. the, the amount of depreciation has declined so much that it is less than what we would normally expect to see this time of year. So, you know, a lot of their inventory, because we're going into spring selling season, could actually be worth a few dollars more. Are they crushed? Are they crushed? Well, I, I don't know that I'd call They're it crushed on 746 cars. Let's, let's out, do Carvana. Out of 47,000. Let's do Carvana. So Carvana's got retail units, 32,400 and 39 okay let's do electric only way bigger proportion over at carvana 1390 way bigger proportion but still minuscule i don't know it's 1390 out of 32,000 let me do the math that's four percent 
minuscule. Four percent is way more than what you had over at Carvana. What was, or excuse me, at CarMax? What was CarMax? It was seven hundred and forty-nine out of fifty thousand. Yes. Yeah, less than one percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. You know, but, but but Carvana has um, always played a little more fast and loose um, with buying cars than CarMax has. Um, so yeah, I I I think the interesting thing will be what their what their financial situation looks like when they report their quarterly earnings. Um, but but I would imagine you know it's going to be upbeat. It, it has been. Uh, for all of 2023 and and you know because they lost like 2.1 billion dollars in 2022 and they were going to prove to the world that they had a a way to improve their numbers so my my guess is that that uh, yeah it, it it'll be somewhat upbeat even if it's really not in my opinion i think I think these these huge used car dealers are, though, holding a little bit of a ticking time bomb. After you get through the spring selling season, we expect used car prices to continue to go down. They're, they're yes. simply normalizing what went up with yes. is going down. And as the automakers, you know, with Ford, for example, they have literally reduced the MSRP on their vehicles. Jeep did that earlier this month as well. Yes. So as we see new car prices come down, which we are seeing the downstream effect of that is used car prices go down. It's going to be a little bit bumpy here because spring selling season people get tax returns there's an yes. increase in used car prices but come may june july dad carmax carvana auto nation all these big dealers who are holding on to billions of dollars in inventory they're in for like a really tough operating moment because the cars are just going to be losing value like they used to pretty yes. doggone rapidly because new car prices are going to be putting more pressure on them you're actually going to have new car options that seem more affordable than buying a used car which you know hasn't been the case for a while that that is correct and and um i forget what i was going to say you know it's correct you, man. you know you, you, age is a terrible thing i cuz i i had this really interesting point so interesting yeah. that i forgot what the hell it was um, this is true yeah but but i i know i was i was i was going to mention that in this in January, Ford's mock e sales were down 51% for the same month a year ago, which is why they decided, you know, it's time to, to step up and do something uh, about it by, by lowering prices. Um, but I forget what the hell my, which was really going to be an, I, I can assure you folks out there, it was really going to be a staggeringly interesting point. And whatever the hell yeah, it was, when in. it comes back to me in 20 minutes, I'll be sure to share it with you. Tune in tomorrow <laughs> to hear the interesting point. Let's jump to the chat here for a minute, pause before we turn our attention to another story. Larry T., local Ford dealer in town has a town of 35,000 people, has over 15... I'm going to round up, Larry. 1,600 new vehicles in inventory. Holy cow. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm guessing, and, and this is just a guess because, A, I don't know where Larry T is, um, but that, that local Ford dealer in a town of 3,500 people could be in a somewhat larger metropolitan area 
um, that they help uh, sell cars into. So it, it's not it's not just uh, the fact that that they have all that many cars. Their their marketing area might be bigger than one would suspect. And looking at sixteen hundred cars for a Ford dealer in a town of three, you're everybody in that town ain't driving a Ford. Okay, not so, yet. They're not. Not yeah. yet. They're not. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm thinking that they attract customers from outside of their primary marketing area. Igor saying $4 billion in floor plan cars is what's on CarMax's balance sheet as of today. Man, that's so much, that's so a, much money. That's a, As I like to say, that's a BAM, a big-ass number. <laughs> a big-ass number, it really is. And then here from Mark, and then we're going to turn our attention to MK, who's going to lead off the next story for us. Mark says, was just quoted an OTD price of $54,710 for a, quote, new, never titled, 2022 Ford F-150 XLT 4x4 red four-door crew cab with 895 miles on the odometer with a new car warranty that started back on August 31st of 2023. Holy cow, man. Talk about a, a dealer who's determined to get rid of a car, so, but not determined enough. So so August, so, so we've got September, October, November, December. That's what, four months right there? Mm-hmm. And then January, and we're in. So, so you, you've lost five and a half months worth of warranty coverage on that vehicle. How are they making that up to you? Or are they providing you with a complimentary uh, Ford-sponsored extended warranty to cover that that five and a half months worth of lost um, uh, manufacturer's warranty? Did you do a pre-purchase? How long has that car sat on the lot? Um, I realize it has 895 miles, but if that's sat on a lot for two years, that ain't a lot of miles on those tires over a two-year period of time. Any flat spots in the tires, any issues with the vehicle, perhaps a pre-purchase inspection might be in order for a vehicle like that. Isn't that wild? That Absolutely. is wild. That's still saying a new 2022. That is what insane. was what was the original MSRP? Um that would be the real key to see um, if if they got themselves a a good, decent, or poor deal. Um, yeah, you know that that would be an interesting aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, really, really would be interesting to see and how much it's depreciated already. Yes, it's a two-year-old car, absolutely insane. All right, we're going to jump here to Matthew Hoskin and then on to the next story. Thank you, Matthew, for the kind contribution. Yes. While I was approaching an Alpha Tonal, Tonale, Tonal, how do you pronounce it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Speak your, speak your best Italian. Tonale. Tonale. Yeah. In real life on the freeway in LA on Sunday, as I got closer, I realized it was just a Buick Encore. <laughs> Another <laughs> stellar seller. Absolutely love that, Matthew. Well, Thank you for sharing that. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is, is if you were really approaching an Alpha Tonale, um, you, you, it, it would look similar to a Dodge Hornet. <laughs> yeah, that is but, true. But that, that is true. That is that is the platform that the Dodge Hornet is built on. Yeah. You know, the car yeah. that nobody knows anything about in America. Exactly. Yes. All right, Dad. We're going to turn our attention here because it ties in with some of the pressure that Carvana, CarMax, and car dealers in general are feeling. Yeah. MK, the current administration is considering scaling back requirements for EV production in the U.S. due to challenges in supply chains, consumer demand 
and infrastructure. We've covered on this channel before car dealers have yes. sent multiple letters to the federal yes. government saying, hey, we are not uh, in a position to sell EVs like you're demanding we do. You can see the headline here in Automotive News, U.S. to soften tailpipe rules, slow EV transition through 2030, reports say. Under the revised final regulation, the EPA will slow the pace of its proposed yearly emission requirements through 2030. We've already seen some automakers, GM being one of the OEMs, that has come out and said, we are going to slow down our transition to electric powertrains, and we're going to invest more in hybrid powertrains. We talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show. We can review that data again today. Hybrid powertrains actually have the cheapest average transaction price and monthly payment of all powertrains available. This is another blow to, to car dealers who are sitting on electric vehicle inventories. So I'm thinking Ford. I'm thinking thinking forward <laughs> well yes but i don't think it's a blow to the car dealers or to the manufacturers i think it is a common sense response to what has been a slower than expected adoption rate for evs in this country i i think somewhere along the line either between the letters written by dealers um and just looking at the numbers, the EPA came to what I would consider a reasonable conclusion that there is no way to be able to hit the, the uh, guidelines that we yep. have set out as they, as they exist today, and that we would be better served, and the country would be better served, if we... Um, scale back to some degree uh, what we're what we would like to see happen and allow the infrastructure to be built and allow the public to decide that's really the direction they want to go so yep. it's one of the few in in my opinion one of the few common sense approaches that that a government agency has uh, ever put forth considering how, well, intractable um, government proposals usually are. Definitely. Um, I do think it will continue to put downward pressure on EV prices, though, because you're going to have more hybrids in the market and people are going to buy up those. Like That's really one of the outcomes here. I think Toyota is set up for success with this. Uh, we mentioned it yesterday on the show. I'll mention it again today. We are soft launching, buying a Toyota directly on CarEdge.com. We got our first Toyota dealer partner behind the scenes. and. Like they're just selling cars like hotcakes, man. Like Toyotas are still flying off the shelves. And which yeah. automaker has done better on hybrid technology than Toyota? I think they're the, I think they're the league leader. And so I think you're going to continue to see. I keep I keep you know railing on Ford, but like who else has leaned so much into EVs? Like I mean, maybe Hyundai. You could say Hyundai a little bit, but like they have two models, three, two. They got two: the Ionic Five and the Ionic Six. Maybe Kia. They got the EV Six and the EV Nine. But like Ford is the one who's really set up here to just take it man. to just absolutely take it when, you know, obviously consumers are going to be, you know, buying up all of the hybrids that are available. At least that's what we see in the sales data. Well, and, and the interesting thing is, is, is that Ford is having a really difficult time uh, selling the Mach-E and the Lightning at the moment. Hyundai doesn't seem to be having quite as difficult a time yeah. Selling their EV offerings. Now, having said that, we also know 
that many, many, many Hyundai dealers are uber aggressive when it comes to pricing to try and get rid of those eight EVs. Um, they, those, those dealers seem to have grasped onto the concept of if, if we don't sell it to the first person that comes in here looking at it, there's not going to be a second person. So, <laughs> so let, let's figure out how to get that first person, the one that's really, let's, whatever we've got to do to make that vehicle uh, disappear is what Hyundai dealers seem to be doing. They, they've yeah. been offering huge discounts on some of their EVs, some local dealers, not all Hyundai dealers. It's the polar opposite, though, when those vehicles first came out. Remember the price addendum stickers yes. and things like that? Hyundai and Kia dealers were were yes. really, really, really getting drugged through the mud and because of their own actions of like, yes. you know, oh, you want to take an EV6 on a test drive or an Ionic 5 on a test drive? We'll fill out a credit application first. I'll show you one thing, though, here that kind of ties in with this. We've been running the numbers back at caredge.com slash guides on average transaction price trends. And you can see I really like this chart. That Justin put together. Hyundai is in blue. Yes. All vehicles are in red. These are new car average transaction prices. And you can see back in 2018, the average Hyundai transaction price was under $25,000 at $24,993. Now the average transaction price for Hyundai is $36,584. Even though they've pushed towards EVs debt, at least their price point on average is still significantly lower than that of their competitors. One of the reasons why they've gained market share versus you know those who have gone so far up market. It is, but the but the percentage increase from twenty five to thirty six is is pretty large. Um, yeah, it's about a forty six percent increase that they've increased their prices over at Hyundai. Yes, and and you know one part of it part of that is the the advent of the EVs that they brought out because all their EVs are over fifty thousand dollars. So, in comparison to the rest of their model lineup, the EVs are significantly more expensive than most of their other vehicles. Um, but it is a sad commentary that that someone, a manufacturer that whose average transaction price was under twenty five thousand dollars just five and a half six years ago, um, and and was. Uh, much appealing to a much larger percentage of the American population at that time than it does today because of that significant 46% increase in yeah. transaction prices. Um, you know, the, and that, and that contributes to the affordability issue Definitely. that we, that we see all across the country when it comes to vehicles, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll repeat the statistic one more time. Less than 10% of all new cars offered for sale in this country today are at $30,000 or less MSRP-wise. Yeah. And just a few short years ago, that number was around 30%. So we have, we have increased prices so much yeah. that we have created the huge affordability issue that dealers are speaking about some manufacturers are speaking about and nobody seems to be doing anything about 
We certainly talk about it. All right, let's also <laughs> touch on another factor that is influencing affordability. We just got the latest data from Cox Automotive. The average new and used car interest rates have gone up so far as we uh, uh, reflect on what has happened in February thus far. What do you think that the average used car APR is at the moment? A 14.35%. <sighs> All right, we'll look at that in just a second. What do you think for new cars? Uh, 9.98. You're really good. You're really, really, really good. You're not on the money on the money, yeah. but you're pretty, pretty, pretty close. They're rebounding. Interest rates are rebounding from December and January. Average used car APR is 14.25%. You said 14.35%. I did. I was, I was 10 rate. basis points too high. I apologize. 10 bips off, man. 10 bips off. And then average new cars at 9.68. You got the eight at the end. But I think yes. you said. I was 30 high. bips off on that. 30, 30 bips, bips heavy um, and 10 <laughs> bips heavy on the. So, so I'm a total of 40 know. bips heavy, buddy. You are a total of 40 <laughs> bips heavy. Dad, I mean, that's what's, that's what's going on right now. Like you, you're, you're, and, and for used cars, especially imagine you go, this must be crushing. We're going to hear it in Carvana's earnings tomorrow, but this must be crushing them. People come in, they want to buy a car and they're getting hit with 17% interest rate. And they're like, all right, you know what? Never mind. I'm good. Well, it's, it's not the interest rate. It's what the monthly payment works out to be um, because of a, the price of the car and B the interest rate. and. You know, when I when I was actively in the car business, and my friend Igor will will attest to this, it seemed like every hmm. customer that ever walked in, it didn't matter what dealership or brand I was representing at the time. Um, and you know, let's let's remember, I spent twelve years or so uh, at Acura, so. You know, Acura is a little more upscale than Honda and Toyota. So it, it just always seemed that that every customer that walked in had $500 to $1,000 to put down and wanted their monthly payment to be $350 a month. Okay. Now, you know, doing the math, that didn't buy anything we sold. <laughs> and, and, my suspicion is today that customers that walk in, especially on pre-owned cars at, at places like uh, CarMax and Carvana, have somewhere between $500 and $1,000 to put down and want a monthly payment of $350 a month. Yep. My suspicion is that, that the amount of down hasn't gone up and the amount that, that they would like their payment to be hasn't really gone up. and that that math didn't math 20 years ago 10 years ago whatever it was it don't math today um yeah. it is and part of the problem is, is 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 people just don't understand what 350 dollars a month equates to as far as how much you can finance and have a payment of $350 a month. And, and once they realize what that is, and then they add their, their 500 to to $1,000 to it, they can suddenly realize that, well, perhaps they're looking at a car that's $10,000, $20,000 more than what they can actually afford. Yeah, yeah. You got to imagine that's happening 
all every of day. the time right every now. day all of the time yeah yes every day that is that is the great dilemma that salespeople encounter on a multiple time daily basis um yeah it, it, and it's it's just it, it it's a sad reality of of people not understanding budgets and how that all pieces together yeah definitely yeah, it's you know which is why we preach to to find out you know what it, what's comfortable for you so that you can make sure you're not looking at cars that that aren't going to put you into the payment range that you're comfortable with you have to know yeah, that please. going in Please Google search how much car can I afford car edge um, and, and it'll be there. Now let's jump to the chat here. And then unfortunately I got to jump right at the half hour pop. So let's do okay. this. Believe in yourself. Thank you for the kind contribution. Boom. Shakalaka. A. A. Yeah. Do you know how they named Canada? All the, all the Canadians got together and said, you know, we've got to come up with a name for the country. Let's put all the letters of the alphabet into a hat. And we'll pull them out one at a time until we come up with a name. And and so the gentleman reached into the hat and he pulled out. He said, oh, look, C, A. Um, and then the next letter he put out was N, A. And, and the next thing you know, you had Canada, A. Eh? <laughs> I'm sorry. We do take tips on this show, folks. That was pretty good. From Matthew. Thank you, Matt. That was good, Dad. Um, Jeep dealer near me has a four by E with a ten thousand dollar markup. Oh my god! All right, I'll check. Yeah. I'll check that out after the show, Matthew. <laughs> Golly, that's that crazy. Mistake and a half. And then from Squeegee Kid, thank you, Squeegee Kid, for the contribution. Newbie buyer here. When doing a test drive, do you have to just show you have a valid driver's license, or do you have to go, uh, give it to the dealership? Um, They're going to want to scan it. Well, many many dealerships want a copy. Um, uh, and the reason they want a copy is so that they can take that copy and then enter your information into their into their DMS system. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that you can't ask for the copy back when they're done with it. They just they just want to make sure you get entered into the DMS system. Um, should should they be able to get by if you just show them your your driver's license and that it's valid? They should. Um, it's it's just the way it is. Totally. All right, folks, I got to jump. Pops, I love you. Thank you for I, doing this as always. We'll be back tomorrow. I, I feel morning. very strongly about you as well. I And I do believe it borders on love. Yes. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs>